1: If there is a merciful God, how can he allow such suffering? I'm Father Chris Alar. God took his greatest risk in giving you his greatest gift, free will. He risks that you may choose not to love him and to hurt your neighbor. But even then, God wants to bring a greater good out of evil. There is no worse evil than a creature nailing his creator to a tree. Yet God brought a greater good from it, your redemption. God doesn't want you to suffer, but he allows it. Why? Because your suffering can also be redemptive when you share in the cross of Christ. It is not easy, but when you learn how, it changes everything. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
2: This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for December 20th. Today we celebrate Saint Dominic of Silos. Today's saint was born into a peasant family in Spain around the year 1000. As a young boy, Dominic spent time in the fields, welcoming the solitude. When he grew up, he became a Benedictine monk and served in numerous leadership positions. Following a dispute with the king over monastery property, Dominic and two other monks were exiled. They established a new monastery in what at first seemed an unpromising location. Under Dominic's leadership, however, it became one of the most famous houses in Spain, reporting many healings. Wealthy patrons endowed the monastery, allowing Dominic to ransom Christians who'd been taken prisoner by the Moors. About 100 years after his death in 1073, Dominic appeared to a grieving mother who'd made a pilgrimage to his tomb. He assured the young woman that she would bear another son, which she did. Her son became the Dominic who founded the Order of Preachers, the Dominicans. From that time until 1931, the abbot's staff, used by St. Dominic of Silos was used to bless the Spanish queen and was placed under her bed before childbirth.
3: The new Saint of the Day app is available now for your smartphone or tablet. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day.
2: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
3: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Janine Bitson, and I'm joined with Brad Gray, my co-host. We're having a fantastic morning. Uh, You know, we we just left uh, the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, but guess what? We're going to stay there. Back to the
0: Diocese of Winona, Uh, Rochester. Yeah,
3: (laughs) so back in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and we're joined by Peter Flees, who's going to talk to us about a new Catholics in Recovery group that's going to be starting in Rochester.
4: That's right.
0: So, good morning to you, Peter. Thanks for being on with us this morning.
4: Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be here. Great.
0: Well, as we're getting started, why don't you just begin by telling us a little bit about yourself?
4: Okay, sure. My name's yeah Peter Felice. I'm a parishioner at Holy Spirit in Rochester here. And for the most part, uh, I have a common story of becoming unaffiliated after high school, or what they would call a nun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that falling away happened largely due to drinking and addiction for myself. And through a series of events, I returned and, you know, realized what I had shut myself out of and turned away from. And so I've kind of been writing about my own recovery story and doing that. Um, It's been about eight, well, really close to ten years now. Uh, And I live in the Northwest Rochester with my family.
0: Awesome, Mm -hmm. awesome. So you're starting up this new Catholics in Recovery group at the parish. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and, and, uh, you know, how that all works?
4: Yes, so Catholic in Recovery is a nonprofit organization that seeks to serve those suffering from addictions and unhealthy attachments, so not just including alcoholism, but also drug addiction and pornography addiction, sex, compulsive overeating, gambling addiction, even gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, the organization was started by Scott Wieman, and as he found healing and new life through the 12 Steps, uh, most, a lot of people are familiar with the 12 Steps or at least heard of them, but also with the sacraments of the of the church. So it was the aim of Catholic and recovery to help bring about healing, and even in the most hopeless of cases, and really to create these connections with others who have struggled or are still struggling from a similar state of hopelessness, um, and to you know refine that connection to God from whom we receive new life.
0: Wow. So there, I mean, it kind of covers the whole gamut of of addiction, then.
4: Yeah, and the the initial meeting um, will just be a general recovery meeting, but if we have enough interest in a specific area, we'll split out into additional okay. groups. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: So so this group starts, you know, January 2nd already. How often do you meet?
4: It will be every Sunday night, uh, after, starting January 2nd at 7.30 at Holy Spirit. And yeah, it's, it will be going uh, from then onward on Sunday nights at that time. Right.
0: So, Peter, when did you learn about Catholics in Recovery? And, and, you know, you said that you've had a history of addiction yourself. How has this impacted you?
4: Yeah, so I, I, I learned about it um, about a year ago, and I found out that there was a few meetings in, in the area in Winona and Austin. And in my own recovery, I followed a 12-step program in AA, and and then I drifted away from it and then returned, and, and then, uh, you know, found ultimately the solution in the Church for myself. Uh, I'm am ai a, I'm a great fan of AA, and I've learned a great deal there. But I always wanted something within the Church itself. You know, even when I was falling away, I still felt aligned to the Church. And But there wasn't any meetings there. There wasn't mm. something like this. So um, when I saw Scott started this, and he won some kind of startup award last year for, you know, because it's really starting to catch on. Mm. But, you know, to meld the 12 steps with the sacraments, it was a great idea by by Scott, because, you know, the sacraments are there for us to live in line with the gospel and get things in the right order, and addiction is very much at its root, having things just not in the right place. You got your building blocks of your life kind of in the wrong order, and they they don't stand up very well. And, you know, that, that second step for a lot of people is where you have to admit the need for a higher power. That's hard for a lot of people who are in addiction, and um, but that's, you know, the big step you gotta take and of course they're all important. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I was after several years of my own I was arrested for drunk driving. I, I had tried to quit drinking, you know, I like, did twenty eight day outpatient and um, those kind of things. But that question of, you know, what's wrong with me and why can't I clean this up? What's going on when everything else in life seems to be working just fine. Um, you know, there's this, this situation that a lot of us struggle with where we you know, if you think you can fix it on your own, the culture kind of built that up enough to say you can just do that, you can fix it, you should be strong. Um, you know, there comes a time where everybody when you have to realize there are certain things that you can't do on your own and and nor uh you really just you just need to reach out for that help. So um, you know, for, for someone who is in that situation, um, the old saying I remember at first was that, like you have to pray for willingness to be willing to try to ask mm-hmm. for that help and it sounds kind of funny. Uh, there's a lot of things now that I still think of like that. That they still apply, but they work, and it changes changes people's lives completely once they start down that path of admitting really that you know your weakness is real, and you you know you don't always you're not always strong. Sometimes you need something more, and you know that more is what. In the 12 steps, I would call higher power. And, of course, we're much more accustomed to calling it just God. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah,
3: absolutely. And, and I think and, yeah. e- even in the Magnificat, too, this morning, I think there's a little... Uh, I, I quickly read through it. I have to go back to it today. But something about God wants us to ask for more, that He's kind of disappointed mm. when we don't ask Him mm. for more. And, um, you know, here we have god that there's just nothing that he can't heal in our lives mm-hmm. or answer in our lives and and that's really really cool that that's part of that step
4: yeah yeah and it's that it's, uh, that's the, the first gate is like you know admitting admitting you need that help you know so mm-hmm. um and it's a long road back for a lot of people it doesn't happen overnight oh, no. i mean even myself there was some uh slips and falls and things but um you know being willing to begin it—that's that's like the key thing, and uh, that's really the only prerequisite. Is you, you have to walk through that door, literally in the room, first to to start making some progress. So,
0: I love, yeah, the, yeah I love how you mentioned uh, the praying for the willingness to be willing. Right. Um, I think that mm-hmm. is it's it's something that any of us who have been serious about striving for something that we've we could. We're familiar with that, right? I mean, I, I love you know Saint Augustine is is obviously one of the great saints in the history of the church. Yeah. The Catechism quotes him almost twice as many times as any other saint, and um, mm-hmm. and he had the great prayer that I think a lot of people have not heard of. Uh, you know, he had this great struggle with with lust and and mm-hmm. with his sexuality, and and he had uh, in his confessions he recounts his prayer that uh, God grant me chastity just not yet, you know, and yeah. and that kind of the desire to even desire this can sometimes be. The first step that we need and the, the, the work of grace that's specifically required to, to begin to launch us to even have that openness to consider something different than what I, than the misery that I know right now, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And honestly, that's one of my favorite books is the, the Confessions for the exact quotes and, and what he just yeah. <laughs> uh, You know, it's right there where he's one of our uh, most respected new members of the church ever, and he he went through it himself. So, yep. uh, yeah. yeah, and so, you know, for me to just start to think about um, starting it here was, was really trying to find a place for people to be able to do that, ask, mm-hmm. seek, and knock on the door, you know, mm-hmm. trying to just make something available within the church, yeah.
0: So how about that? You 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 said that you've got some familiarity with it in the area, but you're starting a group in... In your specific parish, uh, why are you starting another group versus you know just joining into some of the ones that are already existing?
4: Yeah, so I, there's there's a lot of great meetings in town, especially for for AA or NA, you know, for uh, alcohol or Narcotics Anonymous, whatever. But um, for addiction and recovery, sometimes Catholics may be reluctant to walk into an AA or other recovery group meeting. You know, they just have a certain impression of it from TV or movies or whatever reason, and you know there hasn't been a presence like this. Catholic in recovery in the area for talking about addiction. Mm. And I, I'm not an expert or a therapist, and nor are most people who ever go to these meetings. But what you do find is that, you know, people do know the power of the steps, and then talking in groups and literally adding the sacraments adds a whole new dimension to it, since that, um, you know, it can lead to great things, I think. And um, seeing that there was a couple others in the area, I thought it would be nice to have one since Rusher's a you know, major city in our area here, to have a group here. And during this pandemic, their drinking and other unhealthy attachments have expanded so much, especially pornography. You kind of hear about that more and more, mm-hmm. wreaking havoc in families. And, um, you know, I, I really appreciate all the recovery meetings that are in town, but I always want something rooted in Catholic teachings. And, you know, which I find the faith to be complete and logical and beautiful, all, all those things in one place. And, It seemed like we should have this, uh, recovery type of organization, group meetings. We just didn't for a long time. So, um, yeah, it just seems like the right fit, uh, of where we, you know, we can do these things and should be. So, um, and also, you know, recovery can be expensive and that's why meetings around town are so important for people like, uh, not a lot of people, you know, going to an inpatient or outpatient, everything that, that can be cost prohibitive. And that's why free meetings around town you know, are, are very useful and, um, you know, but it's, it's oftentimes the biggest difficulty is just walking through the door and the saying, another saying is uh, surrender to win, where that one I've, I think about every day of my mm-hmm. life pretty much because it means so much. Um, like I said, you're you kind of raised to think you can be strong and you can draw strength from within and sometimes like, no, you have to surrender, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you Have to surrender to
3: win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surrender to win, but also who who's living within, <laughs> yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so that's so cool when you have uh, the Catholic, you know, faith, the sacraments, part of this this recovery program. So, so Peter, just tell us who is this group for? What are your mm-hmm. goals? Um, you so, know,
4: yeah, the group. Really, is for uh, anyone with unhealthy attachments who has a desire to break free from those chains. Uh, there's really not any requirement beyond that, um, mm-hmm. other than wanting to stop something that you you can't, mm-hmm. you, you haven't been able to do on your own. And um, the, so, it's, you know, Sunday nights at seven thirty general recovery move, meeting will will cover various things. Um, the reason we can do more than one in in a single meeting is because the root cause is often very very similar mm-hmm. between them and. And it's not like there's a, a huge difference. I mean, there's different stories for everyone. That's Don't get me wrong. But um, <laughs> there's often a, a a common lacking or searching that's happening for each one. So um, the goal is really to reach people that want to help. And we know we can't force admittance of a problem. You can't coerce anything. You can't coerce faith. You can't coerce, you know, um, someone to realize it. But there are those that are uh, know they have this problem or they want to address it. And we know they're out there. And they just don't know where to start. And that's uh, many people don't know where to start. You don't want to admit it, especially because it means you're kind of vulnerable or something's not quite right when, you know, in reality, everybody's (laughs) everybody's got something that's
3: Not quite Right. Right. Yeah, you're so right, Peter Well, we have to go Mm -hmm. on a quick break, Peter But when we come back uh, We want to just hear more about Not just what your goals are But, you know, what encouragement and advice You could give to people who attend So stay tuned with us We'll be right back after the break
2: Stay with us There's more Real Presence Live to come On the Real Presence Radio Network
4: God's blessings to all of you. My name is Father Chad Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And this year I celebrate 25 years of being a priest. And the joy, the great things that I love about the priesthood is the deep relationship that Jesus and I have as speaking heart to heart. He knows the depths of my heart. And he speaks to all of us in the depths of our heart. That's what I enjoy about being a priest, that I get to speak about Jesus, not just on Sundays, but every day of my life, and that I've given my life to Jesus and the church. What a wonderful grace and a gift that has been for me for 25 years and to serve the good people of the Diocese of Fargo, but just to serve the church as a whole. May God continue to bless all of you as you listen to Real Presence Radio.
0: Welcome back. We are happy to be with you this morning for Real Presence Live. We're having a great conversation with uh, Peter L- uh, Fleece about this new Catholics and Recovery group that Peter's going to be starting up on January 2nd in Rochester. So Peter, uh, before we went to the break, we would asked you about you know, who's this group for and the goals and that sort of thing. And, and you had mentioned it's kind of for anyone that wants to Wants to move on. What they want, they want something better, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you, you said this first. The 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 group on January second is going to be a general group. It's going to meet weekly, um, and that the, if there was enough of a particular area that you might have break off groups. What uh, you know, what w- would you see as the the advantage of having break off groups? What might you know? What might the individualities of those sorts of things be like?
4: Yeah, and, you know the reason why. It's kind of, uh, I guess, a birds of a feather kind of thing. Like sure. to be, you know, together. There's common experiences across um, across all sorts of addictions and attachments, but then there's there's the specific experiences and really like things that would trigger a person might be mm. different. And you know, for for someone um, with a with like for alcohol, it might be um, the you know smell of a barbecue, or you're sitting in an airport waiting for a flight, or your Friday night in New You know, there's there's a lot of common things for people with um, the different types of addictions that would sort of trigger them, or and so to be able to talk through those things. If we, if we get enough people for each group, mm-hmm. then you can really have more of a connection, and, and you know, say because then when you when you meet those people and you, you say, "Yeah, I know what that feels like," then you know they they can help each other get through mm-hmm. them. So mm-hmm. there's a little benefit to having that common thread.
0: Sure. And then, with this being specifically a Catholics in Recovery group, you, you had mentioned that there's a, an integration of the sacramental life of, of the church along with the 12 steps, right? And so, mm-hmm. how how do you go about integrating those the, the sacramental life?
4: Yeah. So the the first three steps are aligned with baptism, and that's kind of like um, being born again, really. I mean, or, or rebirth. Like you're, I mean, admitting that your life is unmanageable, coming to believe, and turning your will over are those are like being born <laughs> mm. again in many ways. So and then four through nine the steps are more with reconciliation because the step four is always you take an inventory of what your um you know of what you've done, what you've got. I mean, it's it very much applies to take doing an examination of conscience before mm. you go to confession. So those things four through nine really align with the reconciliation. And then uh for ten and eleven we focus more on the Eucharist as continued um, continued personal inventory and conscious contact with God, since you can do, you know, daily Eucharist, and then step 12 confirmation, like the awakening and call to, to service for others. So those four sacraments really um, kind of tie in, and, you know, to me it, it makes sense of, of how that, you know, we, we can tie those in pretty nicely to dovetail with the steps themselves.
3: Well, that's
0: that's fantastic,
3: yeah, that sure is. and And, you know peter, we we want to encourage our listeners, um, you know to to join this group if they're in that area, mm-hmm. and especially if they're part of Holy Spirit Church. Um, what encouragement or advice would you offer to someone who feels that you know they might be helped through this group, but you know they're a little hesitant to join?
4: Yeah, well, you know, New Year's is coming up, it's a good time for resolution, that's one thing, but uh, the format for these meetings uses the weekly gospel, so we're already using familiar material, and uh, the meeting will discuss the 12 steps and do the the famous serenity prayer that most, a lot of people are aware of. So, I mean, they always do them at uh, meetings like this, and, mm-hmm. um, and then there's a weekly guide with Catholic and Recovery, they send a weekly guide kind of with discussion points from the weekly Mass, so it's not unfamiliar territory, it's not... Anything um, um, different, really, from what you're hearing in the mass mm-hmm. for the main focus? But um, there will be discussion prompts, and it it seems like a good entry point for Catholics to get it, to come in, and you know, and even non-Catholics are welcome to come. It's it's, it's open, but it's um, you know, the gospel is where we look for the most profound reading, and and we'll have a short sharing time in these meetings. No one has no one has to talk, obviously. Um, if you can volunteer and people will talk for two to three minutes if they would like. Um, but that's where the connections kind of happen a lot of times. You can, you can kind of hear something that makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. And that's like I said, where, you know, you see, it's like and you hear it and you say, yeah, I felt that too. And I, I know what that's like. I've been there. It's a powerful thing when you see that light go on in someone. And uh, there's a, there's a saying I've heard that says, uh, books don't change people, paragraphs do. To, to. But I can tell you there are moments in my life where it's not even a paragraph, it's a sentence, or it can be a single word, and then when somebody suddenly hears that phrase or word from someone, it can change their whole perception on how they're looking at these problems. And um, if you're hesitant to join, I'd say keep in mind that anyone that would walk into the the St. Joseph or the Holy Spirit, um, they're looking for an answer to break from some unhealthy attachment that's really holding them back, and they kind of know it's holding them back. That's really the only prerequisites. Um, it's why the room will be there, why we'll have some coffee in there and be waiting. But um, um, it's like the Gospel says, the healthy don't need the physician, mm. the sick do. And, you know, Jesus came to help those who need healing. And another saying I've always liked is that, you know, the Church, is a hospital for sinners, it's mm-hmm. not a museum of saints. And that's what um, I think, you know, this can help, help uh, people who, who would like to break free from, from some of those things.
0: That's really cool. And I, I, just to go back for a moment where you talked about the, the sacramental connections, too. I think that's really cool that, you know, obviously we have, as Catholics, I think we have a lot of attention that we try to devote toward the, the wonderful sacraments that we need of ongoing uh, reconciliation and the Eucharist. Like, those are the bread and butter of, of the spiritual life, right, that we need to kind of keep... Going back to to the Lord in this and receiving His mercy, receiving His His love and His strength and building up. But I think a lot of times we can actually forget about the sacraments that we've already received in baptism and confirmation, and we we can forget that we've actually already got this storehouse of grace in us, and that a lot of times Mm -hmm. what's really needed is actually to tap into it, to like consciously draw upon that. And I, gosh, even in my own spiritual life, I can't say that I very frequently think about I need to... You know, draw my baptismal graces here, or, or you know, reinsert, reassert myself, re direct myself toward the, confer- the gifts of confirmation that I've received, and so I think there's there's a lot of wisdom there in kind of uh, refreshing the awareness of these treasures that we already mm-hmm. have at our disposal, right?
4: Absolutely, yeah. They're just waiting to be uh, broken out of their boxes again. <laughs> yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And and I think so often, you know. When you say confirmation, it being that twelfth step in service to others, and that goes right to what Brad is saying because that's in our baptism, being priest, prophet, and mm-hmm. you know, priest, prophet, and, and king, king, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so, and then you look at you know, with those those gifts, what's our relationship with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, and and you know, so often. We we seek that relationship with Jesus, which is very important, and that's mm-hmm. Eucharistic and with God our Father and Sacrament of reconciliation with mm-hmm. Jesus and our Father. But you know that relationship with the Holy Spirit, where we can untap those gifts, but it's it's hard if we're not seeking a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, to to just be really super conscious of of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was thinking too, as Janine was talking about the, the the service element of of confirmation, I. I work very, very closely, and have now for the last five years with the, the Retrovi program uh, here in the Fargo area, and that's for couples that are in hurting marriages. You know, trying to trying to get something better in terms of their marriages, and I think that there's um, there's something really upbuilding about you know you might be dealing with your own problems and struggles, but you see, see someone else that has a challenge, and you have something to offer them. A word of encouragement and something like mm-hmm. that. I imagine that, that that same dynamic takes place within this you know, Catholics in Recovery group, or will that uh, people who are still kind of fighting fighting their own challenges, um, they have that opportunity uh, to give too to they, be they,
3: empathetic, to and, be yeah, yeah, and to
0: to encourage others along mm-hmm. that path, right?
4: Yes, yeah, absolutely, and it's it is more of a helpful, collaborative type of experience. We're um, you know trying to lift all the boats up in the, with
0: the
3: mm. tide. Right, mm-hmm.
0: right. That is really great. So we've, we've just got a little over a couple minutes left here, Peter. Are there any kind of final thoughts that you had uh, about the upcoming group, about just the the value of, of someone being willing to seek to be willing? Um, you know, whatever yeah, might yeah. be necessary in, in responding to whatever the Lord might do, be doing in someone right now.
4: You, yeah, I would say if anyone is curious, like, the website is catholicandrecovery.com, and there's some good material on there about what is it about, and a few videos from the founder. And you know, for questions around it, uh, you can reach out to Holy Spirit Church or, or the website itself. But other thoughts, I mean, um, it's meant to start conversations and maybe help someone find a sponsor, which is like you know, or your accountability partner kind of thing to so working through it. Um, we wanted to have it on Sunday nights after meal time where you know, you could Sunday nights are sometimes a night of searching for some, for people where they're um, maybe looking or having trouble sleeping and things like mm-hmm, that. So mm-hmm. um, we, yeah, we really just wanted to make it open to everyone that's um, trying to find their, their way through a problem, you know, and um, you know, we can find even as believers that you can have attachments that you can't let go of. It's not like, yes. um, right. it's I'm not sorry. like just because you believe, you know, you passed maybe that first, second step. You doesn't mean you through all of them, so right. um, you can't. Yeah, and um, whether it's smoking or, or alcohol or vaping or porn or whatever, it's those those things will not make them happy. You know, they, yet they can't stop pursuing them. They know mm-hmm. it. It's this vicious circle that eating them up, and you can't fix it alone. Um, and again, they say that surrender to win, but it's only in admitting the weakness that you find the strength, mm-hmm. and the strength is not from you; it's from God. But you have to give yourself over to that, and uh, and really. Re- Really um, realize it and and buy in, and uh, you know it's not a coincidence that people who successfully unhitch from their addictions come to put that total trust in God. Mm. It's because the addiction is attempting to fill that God shaped hole in our hearts, and it, it can't. You know, yeah. the attachment is fooling the user, thinking it'll fill them up, but every time they take a bite of it, their teeth just come down on air. There's mm. no foundation. There's no meat. That's <laughs> yeah. a nice so image. So you can't beat addiction yeah. without turning back without a radical change of where you put your trust. And that can be a very hard thing to do at first because, like I said, we're taught to be strong, to have self-reliance, to work hard, things will work out. Um, you know, that does work for many things, but not for this. But, yeah. You know, sometimes you realize that these things are put in front of us to uh, make us realize that. And, you know, mo- I think there's attachments in most of us, in one form or another. Yep. But right. unless the attachment forces you to deal with it, you, you'll just allow it to continue and keep going down that path and trying yeah. to fill Beautiful. that hole.
0: Beautiful. Peter, thank you so much for, for the work that you're doing. Thank you for coming on to share with us about this Catholic in Recovery. Now, just to, to uh, reaffirm, it's it's Catholic in Recovery, right? Not sing- Singular? Yes.
4: Okay. Singular, so Catholic, yeah. Catholicinrecovery.com.
0: So if someone wants to check that out, they mm-hmm. can do so on the website. Uh, Peter, thanks for being with us this morning so much. Yes. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. All right. Well, God bless you. We are going to have to take a, another quick break. Um, but on the other side of this break, we're going to be joined by Jordan Burke, the content coordinator from the Avila Institute. So stay with us. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this.
2: Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.